You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. To help spread the gospel of Jesus, give us a five-star rating. That'll help bump us up in the podcast platforms. Additionally, make sure you share it with your friends. In this podcast, we're going to hear a Sunday morning message. So we've been sitting a while, so just stand with me and give me about an hour and 45 minutes and we'll, I won't be long. Listen up. Nike has a slogan that says, just do it. Now, I'm not, it's a whole another message, maybe a whole other day, but I, I'm not a Nike fan. I'm a Jesus fan. So the message this morning is just don't do it. In 2021, if it feels good, the world tells you just do it. But I got a message for you, just don't do it. Somebody say, just don't do it. Somebody say it like you really mean it, just don't do it. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, this is a crazy place. Mike, can I get a little bit more monitor, please? I want to read this morning, and I've been tongue-tied. I told my wife, I said, man, I've been tongue-tied all morning, so devil, get off of me. Lord Jesus, loose my tongue. First Peter 5 and 8, be sober, be vigilant. That means to be alert. Vigilant means to be watchful because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He looking for somebody weak. He looking for somebody that he can bully. Huh? Listen to me. Uh, the devil is ready to pounce on believers. And you got to learn to arm yourself. My sense of humor may be a little twisted. Maybe a little bit sick occasionally. But you know, the world thinks that we are weak. And in this world that we're living in today, there's a lot of thugs. Yeah, I said it. They got a soul, but they're representing darkness. And they'll go into a, an establishment, they'll go into a, a place of business and try to prey on the weak and rob that place of business. Or they'll crawl through some senior citizen's window in the middle of the night thinking they're gonna prey on that weak individual. Now just every once in a while, I see a video where some criminal, some thug, someone representing the enemy went into an establishment thinking they were going to prey on somebody of weakness and they get beat down. Have you ever seen them videos and, or on the news? And, and when that comes across, I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah, yeah, pull, take that. How many seen some of them videos uh, here lately where they've tried to rob a senior citizen and, and, and they walked in on a grandma that was packing Smith and Weston and said, hey, you done came to the wrong place. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, yeah. You better learn to arm yourself. So I got some just don't do it's that will help you push back 
an attack of the enemy because the enemy wants to attack. He wants to destroy you. So number one, somebody say, just don't do it. So what would that be? Don't forget who made you. Don't forget who you are. Don't forget who you belong to. God created you with the storms of life in mind. Think about that. In fact, he designed you and I as believers, as children of God, to be weatherproof. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, let the storm come. Hurricanes, I'm sitting on a chair, I'm tongue-tied. I'm sitting at the dining room table with my 90-year-old aunt yesterday morning, and she was telling me about the tornado that came through Shinston and where she was at and how she tried to run and get home. And many people have lost their lives. You see, when a storm comes uh, like a hurricane, uh, it can break a massive oak tree like a matchstick. Do you hear what I'm saying? But when the storm comes, it can't break a palm tree. Palm trees are designed to bend and not to break. Now I know why I like it in the Caribbean. Because I got something in common with a palm tree. I've been designed to bend, but I've been designed not to break. Do you understand where I'm headed this morning? Somebody, if you've been designed for the storm, if you've been designed that you are weatherproof, let the wind come, you ought to stand this morning and give God a hand clap of praise if you've weathered any storms. If you've weathered any storms. Woo! Sit down. Psalms 92, 12, the verse, first part of that, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. The righteous, God has designed you and I to withstand the attacks of the enemy. And I say it over and I say it over, but I'll say it again. The word of God said my people were destroyed for a lack of knowledge. We've been designed We've been patterned by our creator, but we don't know what we got inside of us. We've been designed, George Ann, no matter what the devil brings, uh, that we are weatherproof in the name of Jesus. We are anointed, we are appointed, we are called of God, we are children of God, and if God be for us, who can be against us? Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you look like a palm tree. The storms of life may bend you, but you cannot break. You cannot break. You gotta get that in your spirit. You will not break. Second Corinthians four, verse eight, nine, we are troubled on every side. When, when I read that doc, I, f I feel like the writer just wrote it today. This country that we're living in, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but we are not in despair. We are persecuted, 
but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. Do you hear me? You are designed to bend, but you will not break for a thousand generations as they sang blessings on you, blessings on your children, blessing on your grandchildren. You are designed to bend, but not to break, and your children and their children. We are the children of God. We are the church of God. We are the family of God, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Hallelujah. Woo. God built you with storms in mind. Storms, and he has given you bounce back power. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, bounce back. He's put a bounce in you, something like a rubber ball. They tried to steal my ball back here today, but I caught them. Pastor Carrie brought these down there and she said, I don't know, who left them up on the stage? I said, if it was anybody, it would have been your kids. I said, don't mess with my, put my ball back up there. Bounce back power. If you, in life, if life has you down, you need to remember that the harder that you fall, the higher you will bounce. Do you hear what I'm saying? I went over to the gym last night, a Friday night, and, and uh, the Crab family was here, and their son was 12 years old. And, and earlier in the afternoon, and I had dress clothes on, uh, uh, he was over there shooting basketball, and I went clear to Maryland and spoke and came back, and they were still in church. And, and when it was about 15 or 10, and church was over, and this little guy was in his dress clothes, and, and I walked in, and I said, you want some of me? He lit up like a Christmas tree. He said, let me change my clothes. I don't want to get in trouble. He ran out to the bus. He came back. He said, come on. I thought, God, what have I done? We go over there and I thought, I'll be safe to play the seven by ones and two if you shoot behind the three-point line. We played 20 minutes, zero, zero. I'm sweating. I'm breathing hard. I said, why don't we do this? Let's play the five. He said, okay, I was up two to one. Thought I had him. He's standing behind the three-point line. He said, hey, pastor, and he's dribbling. He said, it looks like you're struggling. I'm sweating and I'm breathing hard. He said, let's change the rule one more time. I said, what is that? I'm telling you the truth word for word. He said, let's play to three, is that all right? And I said, yeah, I'm winning two to one. He went, bam, nailed the two-pointer, I got beat. I got beat. I'm tired of you getting beat. I'm tired of you getting beat down because you ain't got no bounce. I go over to the gym yesterday to look for a ball and every ball I picked up didn't have no air in it. And the Lord spoke to my mind. That's what's wrong with the church. We got to air the spirit of God. We got to wind when we get saved. Well, when you buy a brand new ball off the shelf, uh, you get a needle and you pump and you blow that ball up, but you think that ball's going to survive on the air that is in that ball? It's not going to happen. We got a dozen balls in the other room that don't have no bounce. Look at that. No bounce. And that's your problem. And that's my problem. We need filled up with the air, with the spirit with the wind of God and then when the devil knocks you down I'm wound up man I'm wound up when the devil knocks you down you got some bounce 
So the harder you fall, the higher you will bounce. I just thought, huh? It looks like a long way down. But the harder you fall, you got some bounce. Uh, look at this baby right here. Uh, hey, Cody, that's the first time you caught a pass in your whole career. No bounce. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you got to bounce back. Is that right or is that wrong? No bounce. No bounce. I got someone, someone say, move on, move on. Because, man, it's getting late. The Baptist's going to meet us, beat us, meet us. I'm all tongue-tied. They're going to beat us. Preach it. Preach, Pastor. Thanks for giving me permission. If life has you down, remember, the harder you fall, the higher you will bounce. Now, listen to the Word of God in Micah. Chapter 7, verse 8 says, Do not rejoice over me, Micah says. Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I will arise. Do you hear what I'm saying? Micah showed great faith in God as he proclaimed he would wait upon God. Did you hear the kids singing this morning? Wait upon God. When the world knocks you down and it don't feel like you got any bounce, you got to have some confidence that you can wait upon the Lord that never sleeps nor slumbers. He's God on the mountain, but he's God in the valley. I'm trying to preach to somebody to tell you to hold on when the devil's laughing at you when it don't look like you're going to get back up. You just wait upon the Lord because you are about to arise. You are about to bounce back. Somebody today is going through a difficult time, but you are about to bounce back. We got anybody that's got any bounce in the house? Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. The second, just don't do it. Someone say, just don't do it. Don't forsake the time and the place of prayer. I said the time and the place of prayer. I don't think prayer alone is exactly what we need. We, we need a place. We need a place. Philippians 4 and 6, be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. 2 Thessalonians 5 and 17, pray without ceasing, a consistent time of prayer. But I'm just sharing in my life, I gotta have a place. My place is in my office, my place is in the closet, in my office, my walk-in closet. And when I couldn't get here during my sickness, I could tell a difference in my spirit. I could tell a difference in my soul. And I couldn't wait to get back to my place. Now listen to me, I struggle. There's days I get caught up and I get ahead and I don't get to my place and my day don't go the way my day should go. Psalms 5 and 3, my voice shout out here in the morning. In the morning, somebody say in the morning. <sighs> oh Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and we'll look up in the morning. The secret of a close relationship is a time of prayer in a certain place in the morning, early in the morning. In the morning, our minds are free from the problems and the tro uh, troubles and, and the circumstances of the day that come unforeseen. But if you get alone early in the morning and you call upon him, he'll hear you and he'll guide you and he'll direct you throughout the rest of the day. If you believe that, give God another hand clap of praise. 
Don't be fearful. I'm on my third point and I've only got 27. Somebody say, just don't do it. Don't forsake the place, the place of power, the place of power. The devil is always looking to maneuver you out of a place of God's presence and God's power into a weak and vulnerable position. That is the devil's whole strategy. When you get into a spiritual battle, the enemy will try to pull you out of your church because church is a place of power. As long as the prodigal son was in the father's house, he was okay. As long as the prodigal son was in the father's house, this is the father's house. But when the prodigal son, Rusty, got to the place that he wanted to go into a foreign land, and it was a process. It didn't happen the first night he left home. It was a process. Uh, he, he started living wild, started partying, started dancing with the world. That's our problem. We want to dance with the world. Now listen, I'm not against dancing. Now my wife is against me dancing, but I'm not against dancing. Because one time I've told this story, uh, you know, I, I get this from Lynn back there. We were in Myrtle Beach and we was at this place and they had an outdoor thing and, and, and I said, please, honey, because she don't like to dance, would, would you please dance with me? And she said, a slow dancing. And we got up and, oh man, it was great. You know, I can still remember. And we were slow dancing and they went out of that slow dancing and boom, man, they went right into something fast and I busted a move. And when I turned around, she was sitting over at the table. I'm having a good time. I ain't against dancing, but we want to dance with the world. It's a process we leave. We leave the Father's house. We start a little party. We start sipping one here, sipping one there, because we want to fit in, and the devil has got you, and he's watching you, and when weakness sets in, he pounces on you, and you ain't got no bounce back. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Psalms 20 and one. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob send thee. Send thee help from where? From the sanctuary. And strengthen thee out of Zion. Don't let Satan make you forsake the place of power. Well, you know, I, I'm going here today. Everybody needs a vacation. Everybody needs a day off. There's times I don't come. But I'm telling you, you need to be careful. Because he'll take your bounce. Do you understand what I'm saying? He'll take your bounds. Don't let Satan make you forsake the place of power. There is power in God's house. This is God's house. And when God's children get together, there is great wonder working power. You need it more than you do the football game. You need it more than the golf course. You need it more than the mall. You need the house of God. The house of God is the most important house in any community. If you believe that, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. I'm probably going to get in trouble right here, but I'm used to it. Don't be a tumbleweed. Don't be a tumbleweed. Blown from church to church. Blown just a tumbleweed. Rootless and fruitless. Now, I'm not saying there's no time to change. There's different seasons in your life. But if you're going to blow from church to church, every time something's said that you don't like, you ain't got no bounce back. You ain't got no bounce back. Don't be a cereal Christian. Cereal Christian. Fruit, flakes, and nuts. Don't be weird. I don't like weird. 
I called Pastor Wright. I asked him for advice on a book of a man for a revival. He gave me a young man out of Huntington, Christ Temple. He's 23 years old. And he, he, I, I said, Pastor Wright, I'm looking for somebody that's got some fire, but I, I, I don't, I, I don't. And Pastor Wright said, you don't want weird. So Pastor Wright hung up and called that young man, said a friend of mine's gonna call you, but he don't want weird. Don't be weird. Be solid. Be solid. Be faithful. Can someone say amen and give God a hand clap and a shout of praise? Somebody better come back. Somebody better come back, Carrie. Become a mighty oak. Somebody wants, does anybody wanna be a mighty oak of righteousness in the house of God? A mighty oak of righteousness planted by the streams of living water. That's God's water. God's streams. God's living water. Number four. I got two more. Number four, it'll be short. Number five will be real short. Somebody say, just don't do it. Man, you need to hear me on this one. Don't forsake. Don't forsake the power of partnership. Stand with me. You can stand. Come on. My goodness. I'm going to be 60 in a week and a half. Had five strokes, AFib, ingrowing toenails, hemorrhoids, <laughs> you name it. I told you I'm feeling crazy. Those last two, I just made them up, all right? And you probably don't want to check me to see if I'm telling the truth. Ha <laughs> ha. I like just being, you know, some of, some of them say, you need to watch what you say. I said, I've been saying it for 28 years. It must be working because somebody likes it. <laughs> just tell it like it is, amen? amen? Don't forsake the power of partnership. God wants, he wants you and I to use wisdom in choosing which relationships we'll cultivate. If you're taking a cultivator out into the garden, you're not going to waste your time when there's nothing there. Some of you wasting times in relationships trying to resurrect them from the desert and there's nothing there. Bishop Clark said to me one time, he said, young man, he said, there'll be times in your ministry when you have a thorn in your side and they'll have a name. And you'll pray for years and when God finally moves them, you'll feel like a pastor and you'll go beat on their door and beg them to come back. I thought, huh, I've done that before. What about your relationships and friendships? And I'm not telling you to be rude to people, but there's some relationships God don't want you to cultivate. Let God take care of it, do you hear me? You don't need to support toxic, dysfunctional, draining relationships. The Crab family, Kathy Crab was here and, and her husband Steve and, and they had given my wife and I for a week a condo in Panama City months ago to go and enjoy and I got sick and had to cancel and they were so kind to rebook us to go in November and Steve her husband stood here this past weekend and he said pastor when you go down there don't take nobody with you that's going to drain your energy for the week I looked at him I said I don't travel with nobody that's going to drain me is there people in your life that is draining you? God wants you to use wisdom. You don't need that. You need the power of a partnership, of a holy relationship that will provide you strength and you energy. 
I'm in a great relationship. I'm not telling people to go home. I can just see someone go home now and say, honey, I want a divorce because the preacher said, I've been beating a dead horse. Excuse me, ma'am, I didn't mean to call you a horse. <laughs> it's going to be a long week, isn't it? I used to say, send me an email because I won't get it, but I started emailing, so I'm in trouble now. Proverbs 27 and 17, listen to me. Iron sharpeth iron. So a man sharpeth the countenance of his friends. The enemy's tactics has never changed, never. He wants to divide and he wants to conquer. That's how Satan first deceived Eve. He got her alone. He began to whisper and misinterpret what God had said. But there's also a man in the Bible very wise by the, main, by the name of Solomon. And he said two are better than one. Two, you need a relationship. Because they have a good reward for the labor. And for if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone. Woe to him that is alone when he falleth. For he hath not another to help him up. Life is designed not for isolation. God never designed us. It's not good for man to be alone. God did not design us to be isolated. He designed us for companionship, not for loneliness, but intimacy. That's what God designed us for. So don't isolate yourself from others and go it alone. Seek a godly companionship. 2021, I still believe in marriage between a man and a woman. God said, I want you to be intimate. I want to ordain it. When you're going through an attack, you don't need, and here, here I'm going to get in trouble, but I, I'm just going to say what I think. You don't need deadbeat friends. And they got a soul. And they may need your prayer, but they don't need you 24-7. You don't need them 24-7. You don't need deadbeat friends. You need somebody that has already been through the storm. You need a super, natural, giant, slaying friend that can walk alongside of you and pick you up. If you've got that kind of a friend, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. I got them all over the building. All over the building. I could call probably anyone in here. After some of the comments I've made today, maybe not everybody. Treasure those relationships, Pastor Rita. Treasure them. I've got friends in here. I could call you out. I treasure. I treasure your relationship. You're there with me when I'm on the mountain. But when I'm in the valley, you help me back to the mountain. That's what I need. Last. Somebody say the last. Now say, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. That don't mean he's done. Someone say, just don't do it. And I couldn't say this 10 years ago. I wouldn't have said it. I wouldn't have said it 20. I sat in my office this morning and I thought, almost three decades under my belt here as your pastor and honored to be that man. Don't disconnect from pastoral protection. Don't disconnect. I've often seen people under attack who I wanted to pull in close to me and help me and help them, but they refused. And I asked Scotty if I could share his name this morning, but many years ago, Scotty had no bounce. Scotty was under attack. And 
I sit down with him in my office and I give him instructions. Some of them instructions was, you ain't singing up here. That was at the old building. Now you can run and hide if you want to at another church, but that will raise its head again. I said, your instructions are, you come here two, three days a week for counsel. Your instructions are, you don't miss a church service. Your instructions are, you sit in the front row. And he's one of the very few, pastor, one of the very few that listened to the instruction from his pastor that didn't get the instruction from with here, got it from the word of God. And he listened and he obeyed. And God has raised him up. God has blessed him hundredfold because he was obedient. Go ahead, give God a hand clap for you. And I can't tell you how many others that I've tried to give instructions to and give them a pathway and they decide to leave. And you know what it done? It made the pastor look like, because I couldn't get up and say, I've reached out to them. I've given them instruction and they want to do it their own and they leave. And then others around that don't know the situation they get upset because they think the pastor don't have no heart. Let me tell you something, I wouldn't have been here 28 years if I didn't have any heart. You'd have done kicked me to the curb and it's been time and time again. I've tried to reach out with the word of God and help somebody and they just don't want to listen and I'll just stay under the bus because I ain't going to compromise. But anytime they want help, all they got to do is ask and we'll go running. Do you hear what I'm saying? Give God a hand clap and a shout of I promise you, God has given pastors the responsibility of feeding and protecting the flock. Hebrews 13 and 17, obey them that have rule over you and submit yourselves. That does not mean I'm an authoritarian. That does not mean I want you to bow down. What I'm trying to tell you is, uh, I've been here 28 years. Uh, when I see the wolf coming and I share with you a little bit, just be receptive to what God may have to say, not only me, but the other pastors on the staff, for they watch for your soul. I'm a watcher of your soul as they that must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you. So when you don't listen, I'm not asking you to go mow my grass. I'm not asking you to wash my car. There's just times that I'll say, hey, you can't go that way. Because oftentimes, and I wish my own family, not just my immediate family, I wish my own family, and a lot of you are here. I'm not saying I'm special, but I know at times, I know. I know at times when something ain't right in my family. I know when it ain't right on our staff. God speaks to me and I'm fearful to step up and say to my own children, that's probably not good. Oftentimes, the shepherd can see the wolf coming before the sheep ever know they're in the area. Be careful. Nike will tell you, just do it. 
But Jesus will say on a lot of things, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't forget who made you. Don't forget your church. Don't forget your praise. Don't forget your family. Don't forget your past. I could go on and on and on and on. There's some people here today, right now, I want you to, you need some bounce back. I'm asking you to step out. Step out. The wolf, there's, there's people in this room, I promise you right now, the wolf is about to devour you. And if you don't follow the leading of the Spirit of God, within a year, within a year, your house will be in chaos. You need to hear me. I know what I'm saying. You need to come this morning and you need to ask God to help you to get some bounce. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Nobody looking around. If you're here this morning and you've never been saved, you don't have no bounce at all. You don't have no air. If you're here this morning and you've never repented of your sins, you've never humbled yourself before God, you've never asked Him to forgive you of your sins right where you're at. I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to drag you down the aisle. I'm not going to call you out right where you're at. Is it well with your soul? If death knocked on your door today, honestly, could you say 100% yes, Pastor, heaven is my home? If you can't, you need some bounce. Jesus loves you. He died for you. Right where you're at, as every head is bowed, if you'd like to give your life to Christ, just slip your hand real high. Slip your hand real high. Real quick, real quick, and hold it up. Real quick. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Is the Lord speaking? I see your hand, sir. I see your hand, sir. I see your hand. Somebody else. Somebody else. You've never, you've never asked Christ. If that's you, slip your hand up high. Slip your hand up high. Is that you? Is that you? Is there somebody else in the room? Is there somebody else? I'm going to tell you for a moment. Is there somebody else? The Lord loves you. Jesus died for you. Is it well? Is it well with your soul? Is there another? Then as every head is bowed, sir, raise your head. Look right at me. I want you to take that lady by the hand right beside of you. Would you do that? Take her by the hand. That's right. You just made a public confession. Pray this prayer out loud. Lord Jesus, today, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And Lord, I'm sorry for all of my faults and all of my failures. And from this day forward, I do the best that I can to serve you and the best that I can to lead my family. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Give God a great hand clap and a great shout of praise. Now every head up and every eye open all over the auditorium. Do you need some bounce? Do you need a little bounce? Fetch you, raise your hand. So I need some air. I need some bounce. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. 